The rioters had abandoned all concern for themselves, for their safety, and for their freedom. Some threw rocks, stones, cans of beer, and soda at police in cars and police on foot. Heavily burdened people staggered out of the doors of supermarkets, followed by billows of smoke. Men and women carried electrical appliances in their arms, and some pushed washers and dryers down the middle of the street. However, nothing, not the voices trained to relay excitement, nor the images of unidentifiable looters entering and leaving unlighted shops, could, cap could capture the terrifying threat of a riot, like the stench of scorched wood and burning rubber. Radios blared, Watts is on fire. Television cameras filmed a group of men turning over a car and a young woman throwing a bottle at a supermarket window. The glass seemed to break in slow motion. In fact, throughout the duration of the explosion, every incident shown on television seemed acted out at a pace slower than real time. Sirens screamed through the night, and television screens showed gangs of young men refusing to allow fire trucks a chance to put out fires. Burn, baby, burn. The instruction came clear over the radios. Burn, baby, burn. Then I walked. The smell had turned putrid as plastic furniture and supermarket meat departments smoldered. When I reached a main street, I stopped and watched as people pushed piled high store carts out of burning buildings. Police seemed to be everywhere and nowhere, watching from inside their cars. A young boy, his arms laden, his face knotted in concentration, suddenly saw me. He asked, you want a radio? I was amazed that there was no guilt in his voice. I said, no, no, not yet. Thanks anyway. Ordinarily, I would have read in the boy's face or felt or heard. Uh-oh, this woman knows I've been stealing. There would have been at least an ounce of shame. But his approach had been conspiratorial, as if to say, we're in this together. I know you not only know what I'm doing, but you approve of it and would do it yourself if you could. Smoke and screams carried in the air. Someone behind me was cursing, long, keen streaks of profanity. It became hard to discern if the figures brushing past me were male or female, young or old. The farther I walked, the more difficult it was to breathe. I had turned and started back to my car when a sound cut the air. 
The loud whine of police sirens was so close it stabbed into my ears. Policemen in gas masks emerged out of the smoke, figures from a nightmare. Alarm flooded me, and in a second, I was dislocated. It seemed that the sirens were in my nose, and smoke packed my ears like cotton. Two policemen grabbed a person in front of me. They dragged the man away as he screamed, Take your hands off me, you bastards. Let me go. I ran, but I couldn't see the pavement, so it was nearly impossible to keep my footing. I ran anyway. Someone grabbed for me, but I shrugged off the hand and continued running. My lungs were going to burst, and my calves were cramping. I pushed myself along. I was still running when I realized I was breathing clean air. I read the street signs and saw I was almost a mile away from my car. But at least I wasn't in jail. Because I had run in the opposite direction from where I had parked, I would have to circle Watts to find my car.
thousand watts. Our your friend Charlie Pancha was a glorious blaze. I heard the flames lick, then eat the trays of zircons mounted in red gold alloys. Easter clothes and stolen furs burned in the attic. Radios and TVs crackled with static plugged in only to a racial outlet. Hospitality Southern style. Cornpone grits and you all smile. Whole blocks novi. Brand new stars. Policemen caught in their brand new cars. Chugga chugga chugga. Get me one nigga. Looting and burning. He won't get far. Lightning. A hundred watts. Detroit, Newark, and New York. Screeching nerves, exploding minds, lives tied to a policeman's whistle and a welfare worker's doorbell finger. Spirit walked with me on my second visit to the exploding section of Watts. I became invisible in the black community. I had to stop and stand still when I realized that no one seemed to see me. When I had visited Watts on the first day of my new job, no one spoke to me or commented on my presence, but I was seen. This time, I could have been in a white neighborhood. When a black person appears in a white part of town, there's a moment of alarm. But if the black doesn't appear threatening, he is erased from the white mind immediately. In the black community, a black person is always given her humanity. On this visit to Watts, the responses were different. Neither the looters, the police, the spectators, nor the National Guard took notice of me. A group of young men was bouncing a car filled with white passengers whose faces looked like Halloween masks through the car windows. Terror bulged from their eyes, and if the windows had been open, I would have heard the screams pouring out of their wide, gaping mouths. A phalanx of police slipped by me and were upon the rioters quickly and quietly. The officers began handcuffing the offenders, and I turned my attention to the now-settled car. Its inhabitants were exchanging smiles that I didn't read as smiles of relief, but rather of satisfaction. They had come to Watts to get a thrill, and hadn't they done just that? The newly arrested men were marched close enough for me to touch them, but neither they nor the police regarded me. I came upon some people who were sauntering down the main street, casually taking in the sights. They were so at ease in that uneasy time and place that it was obvious that they lived in the neighborhood. Their concentration was on the stores and the burned out shells of buildings, so they didn't see me. The havoc now had areas of calm. 
and either I brought serenity with me or it found me wherever I was. I watched as people sifted through debris. Each whole cup or unbroken plate was treated as a treasure. A woman smiled with pleasure when she found a matched pair of shoes. A man passed me carrying a pair of well-worn pants. He was grinning. Day of insurgents.
This is the Found Round Sound Show. John Cutter and Bobby Radford. Thank you. 
that these have all been instruments that are sounded by being struck. You have probably invented your own percussion instruments without realizing that they had a name as a group, such as beating the cover of a pot with a stick. shepherd sitting in the shade of a rock, watching his sheep, and lazily breaking a reed and blowing through it. And he broke a second reed, a little shorter than the first, and he heard... Then a third, shorter one was broken off. Finally, he had a group of He put them side by side, closed the bottoms, and blew across the tops.
blowers and pipe stoppers to replace the human lungs and fingers.
Woodblock, and you haven't mentioned my name once. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't notice you. You look more like a block of wood than an instrument. I'm possibly the most important instrument in the entire percussion section. Listen. Said the woodblock to the triangle, it's very plain to see that you're not very versatile, not half as much as me. The sound you make is rather weak. I guess it's just as well that you can't go. You sound more like a bell. Said the woodblock to the kettle drums, you're hard upon the ears. You make more noise than 20 boys or 50 bombardiers. The sound you make is awfully loud, and so I must assume that you can't go. Cause you can only boom. Said the woodblock to the cymbals, you're bright and shiny.
Here with you comes from the 
Vedic tradition. And here you're going to employ specific musical intervals with the mantra. The pronunciation has been explained in the textual version.
folks, if you're listening live, to catch a movie on YouTube with Mike and Carl, the two...
I wrote this song. Uh, my turn-ons are satin sheets and lace champagne tickles my nose. I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh, duh. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with more. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi. Oh, and, uh, I caught you in the middle of a sippy sip. Uh, Thanks for having me once again. Ready to watch this film. I get a kick out of this film. Oh, we're really excited, man. This is our number one goal. <laughs> That's right. We're watching a soccer movie. We're on MutinyRadio.fm right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. MutinyRadio.fm. Why not make a donation? Thank you, Carl, for that song. Uh, but we are, uh, it's a great station. It's on the internet. You type in MutinyRadio.fm. You know, what I do is I use a streaming service on an app my little podcast app, I can type in, I think it's an M-U, M3U file or something like that. And I type it in and it's like Muni Radio and I can listen to Muni Radio anytime. It's like well, a radio you station. that clear for the audience because they can do it now. It's the M. Listen, I've already mumbled our acronym. If you want to follow our podcast, please subscribe on I, Apple Tunes. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, we do it by our acronym. That's Let's L Watch W A A Full Length F L Movie M O on O YouTube Y T. So L W A F L M O Y T. So if you want to follow a podcast, go there. Hey, we Carl's been syncing up these movies. We watch a movie on YouTube. We want you to watch the movie with us and listen to our podcast at the same time. However, you could also just subscribe to our YouTube channel, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Carl has been syncing up the movies, so you don't even have to sync it up. So you have three options right here. You can listen to it first, streaming. How exciting is that? Watch the movie on YouTube, on Mutiny Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Donate to them on Venmo, at Mutiny Radio. You can go get a podcast at iTunes. Do not write us a review. It's obviously either my brother who wrote a review seven years ago, or... I don't know. I think my brother wrote one another five years ago. You don't have to rate us on iTunes, but you can subscribe to us. Use our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T, or just go to YouTube, subscribe to us every week. We post L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. <sighs> Carl, uh, we have a soccer movie this week. What is the film we're watching this week? This week we are watching Hot Shot. 1989. It's really not 1989, but that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Hot shot, singular. If you put in hot shots, you're going to get hot shots. Hot shot, 1989. And the channel we like is The Archive. There's no space. No, the yes, Archive. but it's The Archive. If the, oh. the article, the, precedes a word that begins with a vowel, like oh, archive. Oh, that's the rule. Yeah, that's then it becomes the. Yeah. 
Nobody ever taught me that. Thank you, Michael. See, That's Brandeis. A- Brandeis. <laughs> right. Well, you went to uh, the college of Montclair State. Monkey no, State. No, I never say that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we we're going to start our show. Uh, well, we're going to start our show. So we. So listen, here's what we want you to do. This is going to be a lot of steps, like at least five steps. So we want to make sure that you got this. So we're going to give you a lot of time. But here's what we would like you to do. Go ahead, type in Hot Shots 1989. No, no, singular, singular. Hot shot. Yeah, not hot shots. That's what I was going to say. It's not the pop culture phenomenon, hot shots, Charlie <laughs> Sheen. This is hot shot, and then it's one word, 1989. Two, word, two words. Hot shot, two words. <laughs> open compound. Uh, open oh, compound. Well, yeah, it is. Well, it is. Yeah. I would love to diagram a sentence or two with you. We'll talk about it all fair. All fair. Uh, 1989, hot shot with a space and you will find it and the channel is the archive and uh, make sure you subscribe to the archive they have some cool yeah. stuff and then uh go ahead click the link hit pause now there's going to be ads popping up on this yeah. a trick we try and sometimes it works is that yes. the youtube video that keeps popping up ads we push it all the way to the right and we play the last 10 seconds of the movie and then when it ends we click play again and that way hit like hit fast forward or slide you know watch a little bit at the end like see the credits and then you know just let it end and hit replay replay right and then when you hit replay hit pause and if you don't want to fast forward just hit the link hit pause move it to the left but we are gonna carl carl is gonna be keeping time with us his version will be the version we're gonna be watching so when we have ads, then they, hopefully they'll sync up together. We will skip the ads together if they pop up. But one way to get rid of that is by playing to the end. It's the front. It's what I heard. Or just watch our YouTube channel. And then you don't have to think about it at all. Oh, my God. Because they right. will be synced. Now, so you got it. You did it. You have it all synced up. We are going to do a countdown. And not we. We have a celebrity comedian who's going to do our celebrity comedian countdown to kick off this film. Carl, take it away. Okay, now this is your interview. Should we say that? Okay. Do you want to? Yeah, all right. Let me do that. Switch your route. Yeah. Okay, so. uh, Wait, that Carl, take it away, and I'll pick it up right from here, okay? All right. Okay, You, you said, Carl, take it away. Well, okay, Mike, but I'm turning it back to you because we're doing the old switcheroo, this time not for the movie, but for the interview. Oh, well, I'm very excited. Uh, Now, as I always say every week, I have not listened to these interviews, so I don't know who the celebrity comedian that I interviewed is, but I'm sure they did a great job. Don't tell me. Uh, Take it away. Take it away, me. Oh, uh, thank you, Mike, for that introduction. However, comedian, Celebrity Community Countdown has a special host, you, Mike Spiegelman. Uh, that was a lousy introduction to Carl, and he deserves better. Welcome to Celebrity Comedian Countdown uh, with your special host today, Mike. Uh, and we are here with Colin Mahan. The oh, great yay. Colin Mahan. Hi, Colin. All right. Great to uh, be here. Great to have you here. I, I really appreciate it. I feel blessed. I in my puny diminutive life i had two successful collaborators and that is colin and carl and i've worked with you guys for decades so it's for me, are colliding. 
in worlds that are colliding. This is the uh, crisis on infinite earth for Mike Spiegelman right here. I love it. So it's great to have you here. Uh, we are doing the celebrity comedian countdown. Colin, I've known you since the nineties. You were probably one of the funniest comedians I know. Uh, oh, it's great to be on video. You don't know me. Oh, oh, oh shit. Video phone. Uh, and, uh, uh, we worked together uh, since the 90s and uh, doing sketch comedy. And uh, one of the reasons that's very exciting to have you here is that we are recording this a little bit earlier than air date. This is uh, January 23rd, 2022. And Colin. Hey. Hey. We were going to perform. That's as right. Guest comedy well, we were duo. supposed to be in Sketchfest tonight, right? That's right. The 20th anniversary of Sketchfest, as a matter of fact, but uh, COVID had other plans. COVID had other plans. You know, the 20th anniversary was supposed to happen last year. They postponed live performances, did uh, a video stream, uh, which I I haven't seen yet. And then uh, this year, they were going to do live, and they canceled it because of Omicron. And uh, And now it's like going to be the 20-ish anniversary, right? Yeah. So (laughs) we are actually scheduled, rescheduled for February fifth third no uh, same same no, uh, no, data. no no oh. it's february we're oh. the last we're the last day of the uh, oh, okay yeah the, february 5th i think of the of 2023 2023 so, so mark a year from now we can probably rehearse by yeah. then <laughs> omega cron omega cron would be over by that point we'll be yeah. with all the uh and It'll we can do one zeto zetotron are you disappointed are you sad you're not we're not in san francisco performing heck yeah I mean, uh, it's always fun to go to Sketchfest, Spiegel, and, and perform with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I it was going to be with, it was going to be with Please Leave the Bronx, another 90s sketch group. Yeah. And that was going to be fun. Yeah, fun. that's right. Our colleagues, Please Leave the Bronx. Well, next year, mark your calendar. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Our listeners who may not be familiar with our sketch comedy might have recognized your voice by now. You, of course, helped us with our Christmas show last year. Uh, oh, yes. Doing a, lot a of fun. Yeah, redumbing a trailer for Pinocchio. Yeah, it was really fun. Cool. Ah, Pinocchio, yes. <laughs> Roberto Benini. Roberto Benini. And then uh, we also did a uh, uh, potential young woman. Is that the name? Promising. Yes. Promising well, yeah. young woman. But uh, the, the parody would be potential young woman. That's funny. I can't. I love that movie, but I can never get the title right. But you did. Uh, I asked you, like, point blank, can you do uh, Alfred Molina? And you just nailed Alfred it. Alfred Molina, yeah. Hello, Peter. Yeah, I love Alfred Molina. He's a great actor. Ah, of course. Now, what do you like, like? Yeah, keep going. No, please. no, he's the, he's the English, and he he always you can never tell because he can do any accent basically. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, you did it on the spot. Like, how do you when you do an impression? Like, is that like your way to start? You say Alfred Molina. He's British, but he sounds American. Like, what do you do to, when you have to do an impression on the spot? Well, that's that's always tough. But uh, I'll just kind of like. Well, some people like Alfred Molina. I happened to always like would do walking around the house and stuff like that, even though I'd never really done it on stage. But so that was a little bit easier. But if there's ones that I don't know, then I just kind of like, if I can't get a good one done, I'll just do like a a broad caricature of that person, you know, because that's still funny enough in the uh, context of like a preview or something like that. But if it's a real, if it's like a really, if I need to get a really good impression down, I'll just start with kind of like, yeah. Like, I don't really know. I, I like start with a couple of the phrases, the key phrases, like, hello, Peter, you know, from Spider-Man No Way Home. And yeah. then I'll, I'll just repeat that ad nauseum. I'll walk around repeating whatever those couple of key words are, and it'll it'll kind of train my brain on how that person talks, right? So Yeah. 
Oh, that's cool. And then one of the great things I love about your impressions is that it's not just the impression itself, the words. Like a lot of your uh, content is caustic. Uh, there's a lot of like satire and parody. Like how do you approach that? So let's say you're doing like uh, Alfred Molina. I, I think of your Michael Douglas impression doing the prescription advertisement. Like right. you are doing that. You, yeah. you're, you're nailing Michael Douglas, but you're also like – parodying like really savagely parodying those those prescription ads like force your doctor yeah. to sign the prescription oh, yeah oh yeah yeah that was uh, gene hackman originally right ask your doctor about prilosantargon pester your doctor for prilosantargon beg your doctor for prilosantargon leave vaguely threatening messages on your doctor's voicemail <laughs> about getting prilosantargon break into your doctor's house kill him and his wife cut his hand off and make the dead hand wretched prescription for prilosantargon <laughs> prilosantargon this product has not been tested yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, right there, there's so many fucking levels. It's not just a Gene Hackman impression. You are f using that celebrity to make your point on, on the on the system. Like, do you, like, have certain celebrities and certain fucking issues you kind of like to connect with? Yeah, or like yeah, definitely. Well, usually, it's, like, for some reason, like, well, I'll have, like, celebrities in one column and then, like, a, a bit in another column, right? And I'll say, who would be funny, like, saying those words? Because some things, it's, like... Uh, like James Spader, I, I, I vaguely, uh, what is, what is, there's a bit, I can't remember the bit, but like James Spader's, you know, he's kind of low energy. I'm James Spader. So he can't, he doesn't say certain things as funny as like Gene Hackman would say something else, right? So I try to like match them together. And then um, really like, nobody really likes caustic comedy, really. <laughs> so in order to soften <laughs> it, in order to soften it, I'll do it with an impression, right? Like, um, now work with me. What was the Tom Cruise? I can't remember my bits. That's just because I'm an older gentleman and things fall out of my head. But uh, yeah, likewise. But, uh, the thing is, like, uh, I, I doing an impression, being like a guy that does impressions. That's kind of like what you're supposed to be doing if you're gonna make a lot of make money, right? Like get on shows, etc. So you have to do impressions. But I would never want to be like. Um, I mean, I love Rich Little. I think he was awesome, right? Rich Little's like great impressionist, but his material wasn't like really challenging that much. So I would want to like do challenging things, but then I wanted to also get work. So I would do impressions. But now that said though, as I gotten older, I, it's like doing silly things that don't aren't caustic is also a lot of fun. You know, it doesn't really matter as long as it gets laughs. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a good point about Rich Little because he kind of, it, it becomes more shorthand for the person himself than anything he's right. Saying. Yeah. 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 It's just like, you're laughing at, he does great, great voices and like, it's a little bit silly and that's good enough. And that's, that is actually good enough. Like as younger comics, I felt like we always wanted to like really, but now as I'm older, I just like, you know, let's also have some fun too, make some points. But, and it, right now though, it's like really much more difficult to make points, especially in Florida. Like nobody, like at least half the audience doesn't want to hear what I have to say. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's good. That's a, it's an improvement from uh, the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, so, you're right. One one of the things uh listeners might recognize you because you are a professional and you are have been in the movie series franchise Halloween. Oh as yeah. A, yeah. As uh, evil on two legs. Oh god. I watched him for 18 <laughs> years staring at the wall looking at this night sheriff. Yeah. I yeah, the voice of uh, Sam Loomis. Which now is Loomis. Yeah, yeah, I love he deserves his own series, you know, cuz he's so cool, right? I see an audible the the, oh, yeah. God, the recorded tapes of Dr. Sam Loomis. <laughs> right. Oh God, that would be so cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, that that was like a thrill because I'm a huge John Carpenter fan from you know way back from '78, and um, 
you know, just I love John Carpenter. All of his movies, he's so he's a great director, and especially Donald Pleasance, who was in so many of his cool movies. And I would just do a Donald Pleasance impression, and nobody else did Donald Pleasance because it's like he's so he's like a niche actor. Even even he never even during Halloween, I was like his heyday kind of. But he was still not somebody that like people would remember. But uh, comics always liked it, right? Well, people, but, um, people remember Escape from New York. <laughs> yeah. the king. So the you, Duke, the it, Duke, I number one. <laughs> yeah, so people recognize the, the, his role. Yeah. They just may not. Yeah, exactly. You know. But and like you only live twice. He's done a ton of movies that people remember, but they don't really remember ever think of him, or they didn't ever think of him. Now, you know, he's been passed away for a long time, but. But I remember doing him and like the comics would always laugh, right? And the, the back of the room, the proverbial back of the room <laughs> would laugh. But the audience would sometimes get it. I think they recalled who that was. But then that was like, after like 20 years went by, I get a call to do a voice for the, a Halloween thing. And I thought it was like a DVD commentary track and they just needed like someone to do how, like they were gonna re-release the Halloween movies with a special commentary track or something wow. like that. I thought it was that. I was kind of like, what is this? Because I get, because you know, as a comedian, don't you sometimes get like weird emails out of the blue? Like, I got this show I want you to be a part of. It's really cool. And it's really a weird show, right? You don't want to be a part of it. But then I finally, I figured out that I, I talked to the guys and I realized it was the new movie they were remaking, the reboot. It's like a requel kind of, right? Because it's, it's a reboot, but it's also a sequel. It's totally awesome too. But that, so that's like a thrill of my life was like, you know, auditioning to be Donald Pleasance. It's kind of the high point of my career, honestly. So It's a great performance. I, it's really well done because it's the movie's really blight. I mean, it's really tough to sit through these movies. They're really like, especially the, their, re, their recoil brutal. is like, it's brutal. Yeah. That kid crying and before he gets die, like there's yeah. a lot of like sad, deep sadness. So you going through this relentless and then halfway in the middle of the film, there's a close up of a cassette player. And they yeah. press play, and your voice is like in the middle of the movie, and yeah. then it's just an amazing film for that. I haven't seen the sequel. I, I'm waiting for the oh, last cool. movie. It is cool. I know. Are yeah. You, are you in this? You are in the sequel, right? Well, I'm in. I'm definitely. I'm in Halloween Kills as well. There's like an extended flashback scene with Dr. Loomis in the beginning. That's totally cool. They found a, a lookalike actor, and they filmed it. Looks just like the '78 movie. It's really cool. And that's your voice. Yeah, that's my voice. I did. So I had to go in and like uh, loop the dialogue with the actor on the screen. That was really cool. That's really and then, cool. There's a lot more that they didn't use, but so I'm thinking maybe they're going to put that in the the third one. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You know, I know they're already they're they're done filming the third one. So. Wow, well, you know, it would be cool because it, it anchored the first movie, and I see it in the. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the second one. It would be kind of cool if Loomis is in the in the final oh. one, but. Yeah, it would, it would almost be weird if he wasn't, since they brought him back for the other two, and he is yeah. like the key element. He's like him and Jamie Lee Curtis; those are the two people you associate with Halloween more than anything, you know. And Michael Myers, of course. Yeah. But if they're opening up more sequels, then they can get rid of Loomis at this point. And there's <laughs> yeah. a whole new world oh, yeah. out there. Absolutely, there could be a new Doctor or someone who chases him. But I think Loomis, his character, could ha easily have some kind of spinoff series. I would love it. Him limping around like he did in six. All right, exactly. well, well, Hollywood, you know, don't don't crush this guy's soul. We enough already. We are uh, we are ready. Uh, so yeah. So Colin, how wait, do people wait, find speaking you? Speaking of Mike Myers, speaking of Mike Myers. Oh yeah, baby. Speaking That's actually... of Mike Myers, yes. What a great segue. Thank you, Carl. Movie baby, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So Spiegelman, I don't know if you remember this. In the '90s, we worked on a, a CD-ROM game about uh, Austin Powers. 
<laughs> CD-ROM. I don't even remember what a CD-ROM is. Yeah, yeah that's well, right. Berkeley yeah. Systems. Berkeley Systems, yes. Yeah. And we made uh, this Austin Powers game. It's pretty awesome. It's a trivia game. Know, I have it on the shelf. Oh, good. Yeah, I have yeah. it on my shelf, too. I can't play it on any of my computers, though. But uh, I think it's all uploaded onto YouTube anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. That, right, was, so that was exciting. That was a really fun time. The dot-com well, bubble. The dot-com, it was really exciting because it was basically, they were doing You Don't Know Jack games. And as a contractor, yeah. the story I heard was that uh, uh, Jack people provided content, but it was Berkeley System that had created yeah. this, this template. Absolutely. Yeah. So they wanted to work with cheaper people and not with Jelly Vision. So right. they, they hired comedians in the Bay Area. Uh, Colin got was uh, did the voice, and it was amazing. What a great game. It was a great game. It was really fun. Yeah, it was our yeah. first pro gig, basically. You know what I mean? Well, we're listening to IMDb because of this. Yeah. At least I and am. And Moby Games. Moby Games. <laughs> we, oh, really? Both Dr. Yeah. Evil and uh, oh, that's, that's right. Uh, I'm, give me sharks with freaking laser beams on there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Come on. Yeah. You and know, you're the right. host spot. That was the host spot. Yeah. So you actually, Mike Myers twice, but not in the yes. Halloween movies. No, that is kind of weird. You're right. I've yeah, not that's thought weird. That. That's kind of weird. Uh. My God, it's the it's the conspiracy. Oh, the stars are aligning. Oh God. What, what was that scene of Baby Driver? I wanted uh, Michael my Halloween costume. Yeah. Yeah, they are Halloween <laughs> oh, costumes, baby. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, all these all these chimos in one movie. What an amazing film. Anyway, but enough yeah. about Baby Driver. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so and you were actually mentioned by name, Entertainment Weekly. Uh, That's true. They gave it a good review. Yeah, they said it's it's not Mike Myers, it's a mayhem, baby. It's a mayhem, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Do you? uh, I rewatched those movies. Have you? Oh yeah. I show the kids. They're like so silly. They're like silly. I laugh a lot more now than I used to. Like all of the silhouetted uh, anal and penetration, all that kind of stuff. Thank That's God a, that goes on forever. Yeah, it's such bad. It's like bad, but it's hilarious, you know. Yeah. No, I think my 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 kid's a little too shy around that stuff. It's a little too body. So, yeah. But. I may have made a mistake in showing the kids too early, but whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they were twenty four months. They could handle it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very excited to have you here for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown, and we do have a producer, Carl. Carl, do you know which movie this is going to be for? Uh, probably Hot Shots, but we don't know. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we don't know. Okay. Oh. It, it might be for a Pele hot movie. Shot, hot Shot. Singular. Hot Shot. Oh. It's a yeah. soccer movie. Oh, soccer cool. movie. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, we look forward to that. But we are Wait, looking forward to... Wait, you guys don't to... know? You we guys don't know. don't know which movie you're going to... Oh, cool. No, this is January 23rd, 2020. <laughs> this will air much later. Yeah, uh, probably March yeah. 3rd. Oh, yeah. So yeah. uh, we're very excited. So we don't know what movie it is. This is how professional I am as a host. So now that I set it up, we would love for you to do the countdown. And then when the audience hears you say go, they mm-hmm. will press play and we will start this YouTube movie together. Okay, cool. So I'm going to start it, right? Countdown. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right, soccer. Now, that this is was a great celebrity comedian. What a great celebrity comedian Mike. countdown. Yeah. You now, none of this segment's down. over. Can we? Get our uh, revert our attention back to me, Mike Spiegelman, <laughs> MGE Entertainment. For this movie. Now, is this another like logo at the beginning of a film? No, it's the actual film. <laughs> That's right. 
Steve Pappas. See, Steve Pappas presents. He's, yeah, Steve Pappas. He was hey. the, like, this realist. Yeah, if you're in Brazil, you want to show this. You right? want to start your opening credits. You want to have the name of your star on Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pele. Pele. The soccer player? Yeah, that's him as a kid. Just kidding. Hot shots. Singular. Look at that graphic, man. That's like straight out of the video box. Is this the soup line? Oh, sorry, mister. I just wanted to take your wallet. He took my wallet. He just did. Yep. I know. They're acting. Uh-oh. Quick. Ah, table. But our hero is too quick for this dude. I know. Got him. He got hit by stage fight. Uh, fight. He, then he leaves his bag. Yep. Oh, how cool is this? I would love to be Rio, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> Beautiful. Despite the, the pickpockets. Whoa. He's got it. He's under control. I got to add in three. Oh, no. Two. That's what I'm saying. Now, don't hit skip. We'll do it together. Did you already hit skip? No, it's just playing. Three, two, one. Oh, uh, this isn't gonna work. Skip ad, everybody. Skip ad. Skip ads. Tell me when. Oh no, it's already no. I don't know. He's pointing a gun at him. Okay, He's I skipped that. Away. All right. He's off the bridge. Carl, can you tell us the number for us playing at home of your <laughs> recording? God damn it! This isn't gonna work, Mike. Uh, one theory. <clears throat> A minute and 57, 58. Perfect. All right, I'm no. with you. Is it? Yeah, well, I'm there. He's looking around pensively. He's hitchhiking uh, in Brazil. The opening credits. Yeah. Okay, yep, you got it. He yeah. is getting a ride because this is a movie. Now, he got robbed, and so he is penniless, okay, in Brazil. Who Mary Van Peoples. Yeah, yeah, you know what the, the mugger said? He said, listen. I work for the tourist board here in, in Brazil, and it's a really beautiful country, and I'm glad you came. Just don't <laughs> let the fact that my robbing you affects that. <laughs> right. It's personal. my personal choice, and it doesn't <laughs> reflect management. Yeah. I still hitchhiking down the road. Yeah. Oh, so is this, so is this a, we watched a movie called uh, The Funny Farm about a comedian who went across country to be a comic and he learned right. from comedians. Is this the same, is he a stand-up comic? Is this going to be our movie <laughs> structure for National Lampoon's Open Micers? <laughs> right? He's like, I'm going to go meet my hero. This guy was uh, not a stand-up comedian, but he was so many things. He was a nightclub manager, a dance instructor, and a golf pro. Then he decided, you know what, I'm going to be an actor too. And he was in films. I mean, he wasn't the greatest career, but. Now, this is Jim Young's. Yeah. Now, with Jim Young's, so he, he's not a professional football player? And that's plural. No, he's not. But he is very impressive in this movie. Hi, can you tell me where Pele lives? Over there, <laughs> Pele uh, Avenue. Ooh, William Orbit does the music, Carl. Yes, yes. This guy's from England. He does, like. New wavy stuff, right? Would you say he, like electronic? Yeah, I think well, he le definitely electronic, but he definitely uh, electronic. Uh, he did well, Madonna's beautiful, beautiful child, or the the Austin Power song, beautiful pretend, stranger, right? Or I, totally I think he, I'm pretending I know it. 
And then he, Madonna had a record label, Carl, and he was on it, William Orbit. Do you know why I'm familiar with William Orbit? It's because what? when I go to the uh, record store, yeah. and I go through the CD racks, mm -hmm. I'm usually looking for my two favorite bands, The Orb and Orbital. And that's oh, alphabetical. So I go Orb. You go right past, right, right, right. Or William Orbit, Orbital. Yeah, so right, right, right past it. So are these guys acting well? You know, I should uh, definitely hook up the closed captioning because I, I think uh, they're so well, wooden. He's now hitchhiked to find Pele's address, which he had. He's written him letters and stuff. And Pele's like, hey, how are you? I'm acting. I am doing acting. Okay. And uh, it's like, I'm broke. I came to learn from you soccer, like as a guru. It's kind of like um, the karate kid, you know, sort of. But Pele is like, I don't like soccer anymore. I'm out of soccer. I don't play any. I'm retired. He's, he's just like went to Brazil to find like Pele and like, hey, Pele, teach me soccer. Tell me your secrets. Listen, I got to play it an hour. You got to tell me how to play soccer. We need one quick montage of us <laughs> learning how to play soccer, and then I'm going to go up. And um, European football. Pele would do this bicycle kick, is what they called it, in which he would flip in the air and kick the ball. So it's like you don't see it coming as a goalie, you know? He, so like a like a oh, so he flips like yeah free, yeah and kicks. With his one foot in the air as he's spinning. Oh, wait, he's shirtless. Finally. <laughs> so this guy's a hunk. Um, I guess so, but his acting is very flat and bad. Which is great for for YouTube closed captioning, which is auto-generated. They talk so clearly and so slowly, <laughs> every word pops up on the screen. So if you're playing along, definitely put on closed <laughs> captioning. Your acting is so bad, it, it understands every word. So right now, if I was doing the acting, okay, like the way I, if I was directing, right now what he's doing is he's going, please, oh, please, come on, he's up on the beach. Come on, please, I got no money. He doesn't have any money. He got robbed and he hitchhiked. So he was born in uh, old Beth Page. I think that's Long Island. Anyway, he's the brother of actor John Savage. Who yeah, was in oh. the Deer Hunter, who was in Hair, you know. Yeah, I know John Savage. Oh, crazy. Yeah. So he it's was, acting prodigy, dynasty. Family. But he was very low. Like, he was in these films as totally not a noticeable character, but he was in them. He was in The Wanderers, Footloose. Okay. Control Young Brud, Place of Love, Nobody's Fool Talk. Okay, so he was in The Wanderers and Footloose, okay? So, so he must have been like, do you think he was pro-dancing or anti-dancing? Was he pro-church or was he pro-rave? He was pro-rave, I, I assuming. I didn't. Just so by anyway, his hair. Paley feels like, holy shit, you have no money. You're like a vagabond on the street. And uh, 